0: From the woods to the water, from the bucks to the ducks, your weekday foray out of the office begins now on WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and WNSP.com. Stay tuned as Alan White and Doug Max talk with fishing and hunting pros, share tips and tricks, and discuss Alabama's greatest natural resource, the great outdoors. WNSP Outdoors is brought to you by Eastern Shore Ace Hardware, Streets, Seafood, and Meat Market, Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meats, and Blue Water Yacht Sales. Now, let's head outdoors with Alan White.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the show. I'm Alan White, along with my buddy Doug Max. We got a good show lined up for you. We got some special guests today that uh, all about uh, bow hunting for whitetail deer, because uh, bow season is in now. But the first ten days until Wednesday of next week will be bucks only. So rem- remind your buddies about that. It's bucks only for the first ten days of bow season, and then we get to shoot those or Warbucks. So, uh, Doug, it's a beautiful day today.
2: Oh man, it couldn't be any prettier. I mean, it, this is just like what—80 <laughs> degrees in the day and 60 <laughs> in the morning. I mean, that's just uh, perfect I lo- weather.
1: <laughs> I love this cool temperatures. And uh, man, I was driving down a uh, county road in Baldwin County the other day. And a buzzard. I hit a buzzard. (laughs) I've never hit a buzzard before, but it broke my antenna right off my truck. So I had to take my truck into the shop today to get a new. I don't know if that's considered collision insurance or is it? uh,
2: Probably, but I. You know, I've had it happen a bunch of times, and you keep getting closer and closer to them, and you think you're going to get a busted windshield. (laughs) But uh, and one day it'll probably happen. But
1: this one was just a little bit too slow. I don't know if he died or not. I didn't really see it, but uh, I know he's got a sore butt. Yeah,
2: I'm not gonna get off on this conversation, but does it seem to you like there's a lot more buzzards than there were 20, 30 years ago?
1: Well, there.
2: I didn't use. I mean, used to you saw some, but yeah. they're like everywhere.
1: Well, I guess it's uh, yeah. plenty for
2: them to eat. Yeah, you know? I guess. I don't. Yeah. While our other uh, tur our turkeys and stuff are declining, mm-hmm. <laughs> the buzzards are definitely not declining. So That's I don't right. know. Maybe well, I'm imagining good- things
1: good news is my food plots that you know i just planted what nine days ago just before that rain we had mm-hmm. man they came up they're looking great they're looking healthy i can't say enough about this liquid fertilizer that i've been using the past year uh plant products.com that's where you can find it get on there and, and call him and uh, get some of that uh, plant agra liquid fertilizer and also liquid lime i've I've done a lot of liquid lime, and, yeah. and uh, it's really it, it activates really quickly. So, uh, anyway, that's good news. I think the heavy dews at night is going to keep my plants going. And uh, even though it's it's dry right now, and I've got very sandy soil, we get we getting enough dew to to put the water on them.
2: Yeah, well, it's food plot planting season, and yeah. you know where I live, and it, it's deer hunters everywhere and man i mean there's been some serious tractor work going on in my neck of the woods the last last weekend was probably the the most you know Mm. i've seen because they they were waiting on that rain and when they got it they poured in there to plant those plots (laughs) everywhere that's right that's right
1: all right well let's get going with our fishing reports we got captain wayne miller with us today how you doing wayne
3: man i'm doing great guys i'll tell you what uh, and you, you talked about how great the weather is, man. It has been a phenomenal week. Uh man, the Delta has really been on fire this week. Um, you know, we talked about it last week about uh, you know, this week being just a uh spectacular tide. And uh man we're seeing, you know, I mean we've got a good outgoing tide first thing in the morning and and we're seeing about a two over a two foot swing on the water. And uh so I mean it's a lot of water moving and it's got these fish and the bait really stirred up and moving. Uh just everybody I've talked to this week, they're really doing good. Um uh I I got tickled Alan, one of my uh a good friend of mine that typically all he does is target uh the crappie. Uh he said uh, he said he got so tired of watching uh bass chase shrimp. He he's out there today catching them <laughs> uh, on the DOA. I told him, I said, man, grab you a handful of DOAs and go have some fun.
2: And he was catching crappie on those? On the, no, or the bass? He was catching uh, bass. Oh, okay. You know, he's watching.
3: He's been watching all those bass chase those shrimps. Oh, okay. I, so it got him stirred up. He had to go get in on a little bit of that. So when I drove, that's, that's primarily what I've been doing all this week. I mean, I've been going out fairly early in the mornings. And, uh, you know, with this outgoing tide, just getting, and you can do it on the main rivers, you can do it in the creeks, um, you know, just getting on, primarily, uh, I've been targeting grass lines. And, you know, just, um, you can fish that DOA on top, or you can, you know, just fade it and and fish it subsurface. Uh, But, uh, I mean, most people in this area are familiar with the DOA. It's a shrimp imitation bait. Uh, it's a, a soft plastic uh you know with one single exposed hook and um, you know they're uh, they make them they in different sizes, but typically down here the three inch model works really good but um i've uh, uh the last two days i mean in the mornings i've caught you know uh, one morning about uh fifty and another morning probably forty uh you know and that's what I caught all of them on was the d o a
2: wow Hey, I noticed something, I caught some bass over the weekend there in the Delta, and uh, and maybe it, it's, they're more active and feeding more, but the bass that I caught just looked a whole lot healthier, like thicker bodies and all, than they were running, you know, a month or two ago. Yeah. Is that common? Yeah, I
3: mean, you know, right now, uh, you know, the we've got such a, a you know, a, a tremendous amount of shrimp, uh, you know, in the Delta, and. And with the water cooling off, I mean, these these fish have they put on that fall feed bag. I mean, they know what the deal is and it's it's time for them to, to bulk up for the winter and they're in the process of doing it. So yeah, I've noticed the same thing, Doug. I mean the the fish we're catching out in the river, I mean, you catch a little old eleven, twelve inch bass, and he got a little old poochy belly on him, I mean they are they are stuffing themselves.
1: Well, I know uh, when I came across the causeway about an hour ago, there was plenty of boats on the Spanish River. And uh, so I know that the uh, shrimp are there because the guys after the specs and stuff are (laughs) out there in force today.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and I've been catching a lot of uh, redfish too. I mean, you've seen a lot of redfish. You know, it's on everywhere now. I mean, and it'll continue to get you know, to get even better. I mean this is this is what we've been waiting on. This is the weather uh conditions, the cooling off and the water conditions that, you know, we needed. And uh, you know, so it's uh now's a great time to go. It's uh but I, I will um you know I did want to mention something today, just to let everybody know, uh especially, you know, and and it primarily just applies when you're over here on the west side of the Delta but uh, we've got a tremendous number of yachts, you know, making that Mm. uh, annual, you know, pilgrimage down south. Mm. And uh, so if you're getting out on that Mobile River, uh, you know, be a little bit particular because uh, I had three come by me yesterday morning and two of them, you know, sat down like they're supposed to and, and, you know, just basically idle pass. But that third one was rolling about four footers, and he never got out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had so, that you happen know, to can, me.
1: On you the can find
3: room. yourself in a situation, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where the boat can really get thrown around, and people can get hurt when yeah. you get in that that kind of situation, especially if you have, you know, women and children on board with you. So it's something you really need to pay close attention to.
1: ought to be a way for us to get a number off of that boat and call the coast guard or somebody law enforcement marine police and report them take a video whatever these people with those huge yachts he's going to kill somebody one day like that they they throw huge four-foot waves like you say and, and all they have to do is slow down for just a minute you know and
3: yeah and you know typically a lot of people are apprehensive about doing it alan but uh, I'm not shy about doing it at all. I mean, if there's any question in my mind whether or not this guy can see me, mm-hmm. I'll hop down there and I'll crank the big motor and i'll I'll put a little bit out in the river mm-hmm. and you know I'll stand on that deck and start waving my arms you there know you and and you know making a motion for him to sit the boat down yeah. uh, you know it doesn't always work, but sometimes I think they realize you know this guy you know is serious, you mm-hmm. know so um but But it can create a very dangerous situation. And and what we'll see over the next month is it'll be just a constant, um, you know, and typically, you don't have a lone wolf. When you see one yacht, you can get ready because there's going <laughs> to be a
1: few more of them. They're just like those RV people. Man, they just group up in big
3: lines yeah. sometimes.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. A migration. <laughs>
3: I bet
1: they yeah. have fun.
2: Yeah, they're migrating. That's what they're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, hey, you know, I, you Wayne, know, I,
3: And I know they enjoy it. And it's, uh, you know, it's great that they can enjoy the, the waterway, too, but— uh, and, and and a lot of them are respectful. Now I will say that, but mm-hmm. you've always got a few that you know, like that guy I was telling you about yesterday, and and that was really dangerous. So um, it's just something to keep in mind. But oh, uh, you know what we've got uh, from the standpoint of the fishing through this weekend, man. We keep this. I mean, this fantastic tide up all the way through um, Tuesday of next week. So, um, okay. you know, I don't see the fishing slacking off any. I think you're going, you know, this will be a great weekend to get out there and fish. And, I, and I'm seeing a lot of numbers of people start, you know, going out now. It's a, it's so, a um, beautiful you know,
1: time beautiful time to be out there catching fish man can't can't hardly ask for better weather so i hope you continue to have fun wayne and thank you for being on today and uh, have a great weekend
3: okay y'all too thank you yes Yes, sir sir.
1: (laughs) we'll be right back after this with bobby Abrascado and a report from miller's ferry
4: Street Seafood and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanette has a great selection of fresh seafood and meats. Choose from their top cuts of meats or get yours custom cut. Find Street Seafood Restaurant on Facebook for order ahead to go daily buffet specials. A full meal served at the drive-up from 1030 till 330. Call 937-4096 and they'll put it together for you. Street's dining room is now open and the banquet room is open for private parties. Street Seafood Restaurant and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanet. Find them on Facebook. Look past the corner. Fox wide open three. Bang! Jag Nation, join us in the Mitchell Center for every game day and cheer on your South Alabama basketball programs. Single game tickets for men's and women's basketball are on sale right now. Single game tickets start at just $7. Purchase your tickets by calling 251-4611-USA or order online at usajaguars.com slash tickets. See you in the Mitchell
1: Center. Go Jags!
4: For 55 years, homeowners across the Alabama Gulf Coast have trusted Bachelors Service with their HVAC systems. Keep your HVAC running its best with their $79 tune-up special. Or better yet, a value-priced energy savings agreement for year-round peace of mind. Time for a new system? Bachelors offers Daikin Fit, the industry's leading tech for AC and heat pumps, available with a $1,000 instant rebate. Bachelors is service worth remembering. For HVAC generators and plumbing repair, go to bachelorsservice.com. Certification 170. Mobile Oral and Facial Surgery has you covered. Dr. Christopher Mullenix and Dr. Aaron Wallander perform a range of surgeries from dental implants, wisdom teeth, jaw surgery, and more. No referral needed and same-day appointments are available. Dr. Christopher Mullenix has been serving the Mobile area for over 20 years. Book an appointment with the team voted Best Oral Surgeon in Mobile for 2023. Visit mobileoralsurgery.com or call 251-471-3381 for information. Located at 715 Downtowner Boulevard.
5: It's easy to think all money managers are pretty much the same, but at Fisher Investments, we're clearly different.
6: Different how? You sell high commission investment products, right?
5: No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission-based investment products.
6: Well, you must earn commissions on trades.
5: Nope, never at Fisher. We're a fiduciary obligated to act in our clients' best interest. It's the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. How
6: do you know what's in their best interest?
5: We get to know our clients and then tailor a portfolio based on their goals and needs but you probably sneak in some hidden and layered fees. No, we have one transparent management fee structured so we do better when our clients do better.
6: Wow, you really do look out for your clients.
5: That's because our top priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. It might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management.
0: Investments and securities involve the risk of loss. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the sound of Mobile App. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White.
1: Welcome back to the show. Eastern Shore Ace Hardware. We want to give away a $20 gift certificate right now to the third caller at 694 1055 Eastern Shore Ace Hardware is located on top of Spanish Fort Hill on Highway 31 in the shopping center there, and they also have another location now on Highway 181 in Baldwin County. So, uh, stop by and visit one of the friendliest stores you'll ever go into. Captain Bobby Averscato is with us with an inshore fishing forecast for your weekend. How you doing, Captain?
3: Man, I'm good. Just finishing up a real good trip today, the had a string of some good trips as we talked last week, you know, and uh, I'll tell you what the weather like it is. And, of course, we're on this magic tide cycle right now, too. This is that tide cycle where, the uh, you know, the water's falling right right at daylight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that, and it's, like I said, coupled with this great weather, man, it's really made for some good trips. We're still doing a lot of, you know, what I'd still kind of consider almost kind of a trend. Um kind of a still they got that spring kind of i'm mean, not spring fall kind of transition deal with these fishing kind of right at the mouth of these rivers and there's still tons of shrimp around so we're having to use a lot of shrimp imitation i tried throwing a top water a little bit this morning and the guys that mean i just got tired of watching those guys catch fish and i wasn't even getting any bites yet so we i ended up breaking down and switching over the shrimp imitation and i think again until we get some cold sure enough cold weather that's going to be the deal for probably for another few weeks, you know, because I, I haven't seen any forecast of any really, really cold weather, and that's what it's going to take to get these shrimp out of here and get them on some other things. But, again, I doesn't. I don't want to sound like I'm complaining. I'm tickled to death to be catching the fish we're catching. There's some nice trout. There's some nice white trout mixed in with them. There's, uh, we caught a couple flounder over the last couple of days. We caught – um Oh, gosh, a black drum caught some real nice redfish today. So there's just all sorts of stuff feeding on those shrimp. And when you're using those shrimp imitations, you're, you're liable to catch any of said fish.
1: Have you tried the uh, Blakely River lately?
3: I, I haven't, but it's I, I'm just chomping at the bit to go up there. I just have not had a chance. Uh, you know, as you well know, as you guys know... Uh, that thing, man, it can just almost literally turn on overnight. But but like I was just talking about when we first got on the air is, uh, you know, everything's right where it's supposed to be right now. The shrimp are right at the mouth of these rivers, and, you know, and that's kind of what it takes. And It almost seems like it happens. It, but, you know, overnight, all of a sudden, it'll go from being, you know, not really much happening to being wide open. And so I'm just chomping at the bit to go up there and check it out. I just have not had a chance to do it.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey hey Bobby you you talk about the, the rivers and, and when you're up in there like people that like to fish those rivers, then the first fish that show up you catch a lot of undersized trout and all uh, uh are the bigger ones just they'll just hang out at the mouth till it gets really cooler weather. Is that what's going I, on? I
3: think there I think there's a lot of that. I also think that uh, you know, and you've, y'all have had this happen where you're sitting there catching short fish or small fish and all of a sudden right out of the middle of them, you'll catch a couple good ones or maybe go to a different bird school and all of a sudden they're real nice trout. So I think there's there's some of what you just said and I think there's some of them where there's just, you know, because they're gorging on those shrimp, you know, everything's in there and there's just so many more of the smaller fish and they're so more uh, so much more aggressive than the bigger ones that you just catch more of those, you okay. know. So I think you've got a combination of that thing going on, but I know exactly what you're talking about because that's the case. It seems like the early fish are those swarms of those smaller fish, but you know the good ones are around. They're at least they're on the way there.
2: Mm-hmm. They could be. They just got so much to eat. They're just hard to catch, and when the bait pans exactly out, you catch right. some of them. They, they can all. be
3: real picky when there's that yeah. many
2: shrimp around. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably what's what's going on with it. But
3: uh, uh, there's a lot of that going on. That's for sure. But yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Obviously, the salinity. We just ran from the lower end, uh, from down around Dolphin Island, all the way up the bay. Just just uh, right before we went on the air, we were just tied up at the dock, and man, that bay is so pretty and salty right now. Well, up in the bay, that. You know, it, there, that, that stuff is pushed way up into that delta area. You know, I know it has. So I just had not had a chance to do it.
1: Have you uh, been able to find some flocks of birds on some fish? I
3: have. I have. We, we didn't see any today. We were actually talking about that. But, but uh, earlier this week I had several days where we had birds you know, both laughing gulls and greater turns diving on shrimp. And I, the area I was in, I already knew there were fish, but it was definitely good to see that. We just never saw it today, and it's kind of odd because we we all we both we all mentioned it a couple times.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, always exciting. Well, it won't be long before we can uh, top water some redfish in those creeks, like I like to do. So,
3: oh yeah, absolutely. That's probably on right now. As a matter of fact, this top cycle we're on right now, we're the water's falling out and yeah. pulls out of that marsh that's when the water along those banks really clears up real well and that's one of the key ingredients to sightcasting those red that's for sure
1: could be
2: maybe. yeah I think everybody's catching a lot of red fish from what I'm hearing yeah. they are
3: it yeah, tells that marsh, especially down there but then those things too um, they're uh, gathered up back, you know back at the mouth of the bay now too. Uh, you know, out there. So if you like catching those big bull reds and the weather's right, that thing's been on too. So, and that's only going to get better as the uh, as it continues to cool off. All right.
1: Bobby, I hope you have a great weekend. If y'all want to book a trip with A Team Adventurers and find out what Bobby's doing out there, it's 251 454 9867 or just go on the internet and look up A Team com. Thank you, Bobby.
3: That's us, guys. Y'all have a good weekend. Thank you.
1: Yes, sir. All right. Let's go to Miller's Ferry with our buddy Joe Dunn, see what's happening up there. Joe, how's the water, man? I bet it's beautiful in the clear.
6: Oh, yeah. It, it's done got real clear. <laughs> uh,
1: That's not too a good of, for crap do anything
6: fall back, and, I mean, you can see about two foot down now. Mm, so. That sounds uh,
1: like you got to fish like you're in Lake Martin.
6: <laughs> yeah you got to go downsize on your on your line go to a fluorocarbon leader uh live bait still probably your best bet they'll uh look at it a little longer than they will that jig that jig this uh the, yeah, until that water we get a rain and it muddies it up and gets it dingy some it's gonna uh be a live bait thing and you know uh either along riverbank and about 14 to 18 foot of water and uh, fishing into your tops and stuff in the sloughs when they're pulling water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's a big key. Uh,
3: that it,
6: Any little thing will uh, help. Uh, I mean, like when they're pulling water or uh, and live bait right now, that's, that's just going to be the pattern until we get some uh, rain and some uh, high water and some muddy water, or some, some just uh, stained up a little bit.
2: Yeah, that sounds like some pretty deep water you were talking about. So would that be the, the sloughs and creeks that maybe for a, a feeder creek to the lake? Would they be better than a just a backed-up slough?
6: Yeah, like I said, on the main river bank, you know, anywhere 14 to 18 foot, you know, you're fishing on those ledges in there mm-hmm. when they're down in that cover there. Uh, When they're pulling water, they'll be, you know, hanging around those eddies or behind some brush tops. Uh, Same thing up in the sloughs, you know, uh, with this water as clear as it is and not moving hardly any. uh, They're just more scattered right now, you know. We ain't got them bunched up. That's why, you know, you you don't think they're biting, but you're just not finding that many fish. I mean, even with a live scope, you can sit there and watch, especially in that clear water. Uh, they'll run up to a bait and look at it and turn around and go back. Hmm. Uh, it's got to be super, super lifelike uh, to get them to react to it. Hmm. Anything out of the way, they, they're just not going forward right now. Hmm.
1: They're picky. You know, Lake yep. Lanier is the clearest lake I've ever fished in, and I didn't do very well in that clear water. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. But you have to go so deep up there for crappie because it is so clear. So you can see way down in the water. And, of course, the crappie don't like all that sunlight, so they go really deep there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hey, what you're saying a lot of – We're not. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
6: I'm just saying uh, us around here, we're not adapted for clear water. We're better for muddy water (laughs) than we used to about all year long. And and that that clear water, it really affects us because, like I said, uh, most guys got way too big a line right now and uh they got to utilize that those four, four carbon lines it's it's really really key right now
2: yeah i was actually going to change the subject on you to deer and uh i know the bow season is open and there's tons of hunters traveling up through thomasville and going up in your air miller, uh, miller ferry too but um uh, you what all you got that that they might need at your store
6: uh, yeah, we keep, you know, a good stock of different arrows, different brands of our carbon arrows and uh, bolts for the uh, crossbows, and we got, you know, little things that they usually might leave at home and forget, we got little stuff like, you know, releases or some uh, rail loop for the, for the uh, crossbows, but we got, you know, all that little stuff that goes along with it, and uh, plenty of cover scents, uh, you know, head and neck gloves camo clothes, snake boots, anything else you may need this time
1: of year. And find it all at Dunn Sports on Highway 43 in Thomasville, Alabama. If y'all are going up through the Black Belt, you got to stop there, man. It's like you can't go past Thomasville without uh, stopping.
2: That's right, like a candy store.
1: <laughs> Joe, I appreciate the report, buddy.
2: All right, thank you.
1: All right, we're going to be right back with our special guest, Eddie Salter, after this.
4: Hassle with Mike Golick Jr. We're taking our college football Saturday night, powered by Learfield crew, to Tallahassee at Doak. Florida State, unbeaten, hosting Duke on Saturday night. Mike Elko's tough squad going to try and take that show on the road against Jordan Travis and a high-flying Florida State Seminoles offense. Join us this Saturday. Our coverage begins at 6.30. Catch all the action Saturday evening right here at 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. It's time to prep your boat and motor for the colder weather, and Blue Water Yacht Sales can help with a free 12-point inspection of your boat, motor, and trailer. Blue Water is now a full-line Yamaha outboard dealer and a five-star gold service facility with a Yamaha Master Tech on hand. And now is the time to start looking for that new boat you've been dreaming about. Blue Water carries a full assortment of inshore and offshore models from Pioneer, Bulls Bay, Avenger, Jupiter Marine, and Regulator. Inshore for the Reds or offshore for the Blues, Blue Water has you covered. Visit BlueWaterYachtSales.net.
6: When you're dealing with your roof, be sure to have experience by your side. I'm George Spurlock with Presley Roofing and Construction. As a third-generation family business, personalized service is who we are. Call Presley Roofing for a free estimate for any type of residential or commercial installation or repair. We offer fortified roofs and smart financing for your roof replacement as an Alabama Power-approved roofing contractor. Presley Roofing, serving Mobile and Baldwin counties since 1949. Visit presleyroofinginc.com.
2: Warning, the following Zaxby's ad may contain messaging upsetting to Philadelphians. Zaxby's took the iconic Philly sandwich, the quote-unquote perfect Philly sandwich, and made it perfecter by putting fried chicken on it. That's right, fried chicken on a Philly. And while Philadelphia might find it offensive, you can find it at your local Zaxby's. Finally,
6: the Philly done right.
4: Woo, sausage! Zaxby's. Wouldn't you rather buy your appliances from a locally owned store that has been part of our community since
7: 1952? You know, you just won't be one client out of millions, so you'll get the extra time and attention that you'll need. So if you're building, remodeling, or just want to update your home or business, go see Chavis and Chickasaw. They have a great selection of appliances, chests, and upright freezers, washers with agitators, and even generators to get you through the storm season. Visit ChavisFurniture.com or stop by in Chickasaw and Losedale, where you'll be pleasantly surprised.
1: Operated by Gulf Hauling and Construction since 1987, Dirt Inc. is a third-generation local family-owned business serving Mobile and Baldwin County. Dirt Inc.'s landfill
8: is located at 8081 Cottage Hill Road at the intersection of Leroy Stevens Road and offers screened topsoil, fill dirt, crushed concrete or crushed asphalt, and they can load it on your truck or trailer or deliver it directly to you. Dirt Inc. also has an unlimited contractor's
4: license so they can satisfy your site work needs as well. Thanks for your business, and go Leopards.
0: This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the sound of Mobile App. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White.
1: Welcome back to the show. I'm Alan White, along with Doug Max, and we got to give away a Boston butt right Mm. now from Street Seafood and Meat Market located in Baymanette, Alabama. We'll take the third caller at 694-1055 for a Boston butt from Street Seafood and Meat Market.
2: That'd make your weekend a lot nicer, wouldn't it? It would.
1: <laughs> I bet that'd go with that Auburn, Mississippi, or Ole Miss.
2: Auburn and Old Miss, Tennessee and Alabama play yeah, Saturday. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a pretty big weekend for this state.
1: Big so. football weekend. Eddie Salter's with us. How you doing, Eddie?
2: Man, I'm good. I've been out looking
7: at deer sign all morning, all so right. you know I'm doing good.
1: There you go. That's awesome, man. I've been checking cameras. I try to stay out of the woods about every five days. I'll go in and collect cards and look at all the pictures and try to keep a you know kind of pattern my deer a little bit.
7: Oh, that's, that's very smart. That's a good thing too. I'm just getting ready for my big bow hunt. Yeah. going to start next Wednesday and I I'm going to you know about 10 or 12 different areas or, or more than that and just kind of just kind of taking a quick look here and there and seeing some deer signs and uh you know, I don't think we got quite the, the little water oak acorns. I don't know if huh. some of them hadn't come out yet. I didn't carry my binoculars with me. I need to get my binoculars when I start looking up in these trees a little bit. But it don't seem like I'm, you know, running across as many as I should.
1: Well, I hadn't seen an overabundance of acre, acorns where I am either, uh, in either place. I, I got two places to hunt this year, but... Uh, Hadn't seen a lot of acorns, but sometimes, you know, for a bow hunter, that's good because you find one tree that's that's producing acorns and you can set up there and you, you can kill a nice buck because of that. Uh and when they're everywhere in the woods you don't know where to set up. <laughs> you gotta find uh, where they're eating, you know. Well you
7: think you know, thanks and back uh just something, uh, just to kind of let some of these listeners in, I, they probably heard me talk about it before, but I probably killed one of the nicest bucks that I've ever shot over a kudzu patch oh. this time of year. You know, they were just wearing that kudzu out, and then when the frost hit, so it'll kill that kudzu. Mm-hmm. But, boy, they were coming into it just tearing it up. I mean, all kind of different bucks. Thing like the does a lot of times don't like that kudzu as much Seems like that that Mother Nature tells them it kind of clots up. I think I was told it kind of clots up their milk a little bit. Uh And it ain't, you know, they they have a little hard time with that. And so, and they know not to eat it. So I don't know. But hey, if you got some kudzu on some of your places right now, you need to be looking. You might be surprised.
2: Yeah, that's that's a good tip. You know, you talk about uh, food sources for the deer. And I think the early season, like, you know, which, it's all of both season. your food sources are going to be a little bit different than they would be later in the winter. Is that right? Oh, we yeah, ain't no doubt about it.
7: I, you know, and uh, it's, uh, you know, one thing, too, in, in the early part of the season, there's so much food out there. But, but, again, you know, we ain't had a lot of rain and a lot of the natural food that they eat. It's gonna got tough and you know, they, they don't really like it no more or whatever and uh, it ain't got no value to it. You know, it's going been went through so you know, you know, so much of drought and all that that uh, just it all the you know, all all the value's gone out of it. But like you said though, I would say right now, as dry as it's been, you you know, I know if you got a spot you got these cameras out on it, but you need to spend a lot and a lot and a lot and a lot more time in the woods piddling around and seeing what you can come up on and uh, you eat this it, it's they there somewhere or another I mean it seems like you down some of these old, old water run where <clears throat> ditches and river runs a uh, water run man deer tracks they are just tearing them up we got plenty of deer that's for sure
2: <laughs> yeah I, I think you had probably really hit on something when you said water because Obviously, we've had a terrible drought, and I imagine if you find water, you're going to find deer.
7: (laughs) And and, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to shut up and listen to y'all a little bit. But now, some of these little uh, wet weather or some of these little bitty, what we call little bitty small streams that goes under the waterway that goes down through the woods, little creeks and stuff. You know, may, some of them may be dried up, but then again, it might be some potholes down there, and I've killed deer off some of them old potholes. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing I've always found, too, is a lot of deer crossing walking up down to them creeks because you can see a lot of signs where they've been crossing them. So that's a good
1: place to start. You know, a lot of people are starting to to wise up and put water holes for deer because even though you got a creek or whatever nearby – They seem to like to drink out of a mud hole better than they do anywhere else. I've killed a nice buck drinking out of a mud hole on an old logging road. I don't doubt that. So they put these uh, water holes in, you know, on a little kill plot or a food plot or somewhere, uh, and they just get it from uh, one of them containers like that they water cows with yeah. and they bury oh, yeah. that thing and fill, fill it up with water and that, man the deer come to it
7: i tell you what we've
1: done before is before we've
7: actually you know bought one of them uh little old kid swimming pools mm-hmm. and kind of dug around fed it down in there and filled it just kept filling it up full of water and man they'll come drank out they'll drink out of anything but but now what what happens a lot of guys don't realize it that uh, and some of these places around, some of these little water holes and different things have got a lot more minerals in them, mm-hmm. too. And that water's got a, a lot of value, mineral value, to them. Yeah. Hmm.
1: You know, I thought about getting a used pool liner and making a water hole out of that. You'd have to put some yes, rocks sir? in the bottom because as soon as if, if a deer ever stepped into it, they'd probably bust a hole <laughs> in it with them sharp hooves they got but uh you can line the bottom with some rocks or something like that or blocks and protect that bottom but uh, i bet that would work too
7: oh it would work it would but i tell you what i was so glad to get that rain we got the other day we mm-hmm. we jumped out to, i I got with a lot of help which i wasn't i'm not able to do a bunch but we got my food clocks planted now you know it wouldn't hurt for another good rain but i think we'll get them up and uh, and I hope I hope most of the listeners, you know, really got out got out there and got their food plot planted.
1: I know that that rain was predicted, so I was able. Thank goodness, I'm retired now. I was able to get out there with my tractor and plant the day before that night it started raining, and man, my plots are like two inches tall in eight nine days. So
2: they just man, need one I don't, or two more rains.
1: <laughs> I don't even want to hear that.
7: That makes me <laughs> jealous
1: because I told
7: I told my guys, I said, Man, if we get out here and planting this dust and don't get no rain uh-huh. that stuff we just won't be wasting them seed. But well, you know, I wanted to do like you did. I, I was just scared we wasn't gonna get the rain, but yeah. we did.
1: It's always a gamble, you know. The weather man ain't right but about half the time I think.
7: <laughs> so <laughs> Well, you, you said, then, if you got some green stuff for them deer to be eating, buddy, i tell you what, they they kind of like me and you going through the buffet line through there. If they got some turnip greens in there, we're probably going to get a spoonful of them turnip greens. Yeah, I'm going to get about two spoons now, too. Yeah, I'm going to uh, get me, two we'll helping. Steak and tater, we'll eat that, too, but that green, we got to have it, too.
1: Yeah, all that green is going to be more and more attractive as things die in the woods, you know, the forbs and the plants in the woods that deer love and they high in protein even more than anything we can plant, even soybeans. You know, natural forage is what deer love, but that goes away. No doubt. That goes away in the winter and they they come to the plots and that's the supplemental feeding. That's what it is. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And I and I highly recommend, you
7: know, you know, if you got some, if you got a piece of property, you need to get some, you know, some grass growing in it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, the the twigs that they eat and the acorns are harder to to digest for deer. They like to get some of that green on top of it late in the afternoon or whatever, and uh, help their digestion. They like that green forage.
7: Oh yeah, I think if you know, it, you know, it's good for them. it. Really is. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I think uh, you know that old deer. You know he you'd be surprised what they love to eat they about eat anything you know <laughs> it's it's unreal what they are eat but uh, you know when you cut down, uh, down a
1: tr- tr- it good. when you cut down a tree for instance and you let that stump come back and grow them you know sprouts out of that stump those sprouts out of that stump is way more nutritious than uh, uh, the limb on a big tree because yeah. all them roots are feeding a small amount of stems and all them nutrients yeah, oh yeah. are right there. And them deer know, they can smell it. They, they know exactly the difference in the sugars and the proteins in different plants. It's amazing what they know to eat. They are picky. Yeah, and, and,
7: yeah. and, uh, and another thing too, now when you say to acorn trees now, they, some of them it produces a, a more, I, I think, more protein for the deer because they like, or they just taste better one. But they prefer <laughs> one tree over another one. Absolutely, It's the same acres that yep. ain't
1: 25 yards apart. Absolutely, yep. there's something about that tree. Eddie, hold on through the break. We're gonna get uh, Jay uh, Graddock in here, and we're gonna have a conversation right after these messages. Y'all, hold on. Yep.
7: That'd be all. Awesome. All
2: right, thank you.
3: As we get set for another big Friday night of high school football, WNSP
2: has you set. Pigskin Pete with the Sports Station. Join me along with Brian Gennard this Thursday night, 6 p.m., for the Prep Spotlight. We're going to check out all the high school football schedule for this week, plus the region standings, who's going to qualify
3: for postseason. The Prep Spotlight, each Thursday, 6 p.m., presented by
4: Guff
0: Orthopedics on WNSP. Brought to you by Edward Jones Investments.
8: Aging is a lie. The ridiculous concept of time passing on the calendar causing deterioration is an absolute lie, and anyone telling you that is lying to you. Hello, I'm Garrett Williamson, host of the Personal Edge Fitness Podcast, telling you there is not one clinical study that proves time passing on a calendar automatically causes you to deteriorate. It's something that we all believe, but yet has actually never been proven. So what happens? Why do we deteriorate? I'm quite certain that at some point in time of your life, you have experienced interrupted sleep. No more is this more prevalent than our senior population. But did you know that interrupted sleep contributes to increased mortality risk? In a study by the Journal of Sleep Research, they found that short sleep, less than 6 hours, and long sleep, more than 9 hours were both associated with higher mortality among seniors. This adds to the prevailing misconception that interrupted sleep is a natural outcome of aging. But is it? Closer examination of the research suggests that fitness level, rather than age itself, may be the root cause. Deep restorative sleep is essential for the body's recovery and repair. But did you know that consistent sleep is associated with better memory, decision making, and reduced instances of Alzheimer's and dementia. And you can acquire these benefits at any time. Want to learn more? Check out the Personal Age Fitness Podcast. It's time to cut through all the lies and learn to live your own level of wellness. The Personal Age Fitness Podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcast, on social media or at personaledgefitness.com. American Waste Solutions is a local, independent, residential waste hauler
4: for Mobile County and surrounding areas. With over 13 years' experience, we take pride in offering a great service for a great price. Our staff is friendly and reliable, whether on the routes or inside the office. This is our hometown. We know the areas we service and the street on which you live. Set up service today and mention this ad for a free month. Visit AmericanWaste.Solutions, the solution for your waste
0: needs. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the sound of Mobile App. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. Welcome
1: back to the show. We're going to give away a five-pound pork sausage variety pack from our buddies at Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meats out in Chickasaw, Alabama. We'll take the third caller, 694-1055, for a five-pound pork sausage variety pack. You know, we're talking about the football this weekend. One of those five-pound pork sausage packs would go good with a football. All right.
2: You feed your neighbors, too.
1: Put put it on the grill. That's right. Have a cold drink. All right. We've got Mr. Jay Graddick with us, and uh, Eddie Salter held on through the break. So let's talk to Jay for a minute. Jay, how you doing, man?
3: Man, I'm doing great, Alan. You know, this is getting around to my time of the year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're crazy about that bow hunting. I know you are. Yeah, I enjoy it. Are you as, Are you still in Georgia hunting up there?
3: This... I'm still in Georgia, yeah. I'll be getting out of here at the end of October, and I plan to head over to Kansas for a couple of weeks.
1: Okay. Well, uh, have you had any, you know, good hunts up there in Georgia yet? No, I I just,
3: uh, you know, I, I went on a couple of afternoon hunts and just kind of checked out all my equipment, got mm-hmm. used to being in the tree stand and yep. things like that, yep. and really just gearing up for the Midwest when I go to Kansas. Yeah, oh, that's
1: a good idea. Well, Eddie, before the break, Eddie was talking about how deer, sometimes they prefer one acorn tree over another acorn tree, and they can be pretty close together. And uh that's I think that's because deer can detect the sugars in the acorns and each tree produces a little bit better than the other one or something like that. What do you think about that, Jay?
3: I found that to be very true. Uh <clears throat> I hunted uh many years uh, all my life up in Thomasville and there's certain acorn trees like you can have like 20 white oaks in a like an old fence line or something and uh one of those trees gets most of the attention. Okay, I'm not going to say they don't eat something out of all of them, but that you'll have this one tree that, by the time the acorn hits the ground, they won't eat it. And um, you know, year after year after year, they, it seems to uh, there's just certain trees and and that that they hit the most.
1: Huh. You know, uh, that brings me back to something you said, Eddie. About that kudzu, all them bucks was eating that kudzu that time. You killed that nice buck on it. Now I don't find deer eating kudzu that much. It must have been something in that soil that made that particular patch of kudzu, you know, more attractive than most of them. What do you think?
7: Well, me, uh, you know, and most of that was up in Wilcox County and Dallas County up there, where a lot of that ground's got a lot of lime in it, yeah. and it could have been that uh, it just just had a lot more protein. But you know, the kudzu is actually uh, it's in the soybean family. It's mm-hmm. uh, believe it or not, it, it's uh, hmm. it uh, runs about twenty percent protein almost.
1: Well, it'd be a cheap food plot, wouldn't it? <laughs>
7: It is right there, and I tell you something else too. you talk about some of these trees if uh you know uh, you know in the spring of the year, if you take time out and pick you out one or two of them uh, pretty white oak trees and go in there and fertilize and put some like eight, 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 and just take it and uh, go around for the, the overhangs of the limbs and dig you you know dig you about four holes and put you about uh, five pound in each hole there. You'd be surprised how good that'll make that tree produce more acorns and the deer, you know, actually come to it better.
1: You know, speaking of that, one of the best things, scientifically proven things to increase your acorn production on a particular tree is to release that canopy. In other words, get rid of all the trees around that one tree and let that canopy Grow and open up, and it'll it'll produce a lot more acorns for you than f- having five or six oak trees that occasionally produce acorns around it. You know?
3: well, yeah. Hey, Alan. Well, I'm you know, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm say this, and I'll thing.
7: shut up. You know, we were talking about fertilizing trees and watching them, so that just proves a point that when you when you get out and you find them preferring one tree over the other, they probably get more out of that particular soil mm-hmm. right there and just helping them produce a better acorn and making it. So it's actually probably all that deer knows that acorn's is more, more valuable for him, you know, for far when he goes to eat and I won't shut up.
1: Everything goes back to soil health and the that soil makeup. Jay, what was you going to say, buddy?
3: Absolutely. What Eddie just said, I was going to second that uh, actually years ago. Um, I fertilize some some white oaks for bow season, the same way he's talking about. Go around the drip line on mm. the outer edge of the tree.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, just dig your little hole, put down about a old coffee can size of uh, some lime and fertilizer, and um, those trees seem to do real well. And then what what's amazing about it is you can go you can go forty fifty yards from there, and the dang acorns rot on the ground. They don't eat them. So. Mm. That deer, I think deer in all foods, I don't care if it's a food plot, I don't care if it's a planted crop or whatever, that deer has the ability to, nature drives it to the most nutritious um, source of, of food. And as the food cycle changes, you go off the mass crop, then you go into, like they'll, they'll come to food plots, they'll eat other twigs and leaves and whatnot. And then they go back in late late winter. They go back to greenbrier and honeysuckle vines and things of this nature. They seek out the ones that the ones that help them benefit them the most. You don't you don't as skinner's we don't never get a deer in there that's got a full belly and that joker's skin and bone. You know it, it's going to be uh, depending on what they're eating. They they they're going to be in really good shape.
1: Dr. Craig Harper, one of my favorite, uh, wildlife manager, biologists, uh, he did a study on, uh, oak trees. He's, and, uh, I encourage everybody to look up that study. He's got a YouTube, uh, he's on YouTube a lot, but, uh, find out what he discovered about oak trees, fertilization and releasing the canopy and all of that. You can do that on YouTube, but, uh, the, uh, the food plots are, you know, getting planted now. We've had a little rain here, and, they, you know, hopefully everything will come up and keep growing. If we can get some more rain, it would be a lot helpful. But uh, the does are the first ones that show up in the afternoon. And if you really want to hunt on a food plot, you need to really be careful with the wind. Am I right,
3: Jay? gotta be absolutely gotta be you cannot i don't care what product you use i don't care how much you watch tv and they tell you just spray it on and go hunt you're gonna be you're gonna be a little bit disappointed because you just can't mask that the the odor that you bring whether it's not human whether it be your boots what they're made of whatever you're not going to beat that nose on that deer
1: you're not never going to do that it's an incredible nose um and, you know, all those products. The worst advice I've ever seen on a commercial is forget the wind, just hunt. That's, <laughs> I laughed about that yeah. one. Yeah, that, that's a ridiculous oh, that <laughs> statement.
2: Because <laughs> you forget the wind, you won't kill many deer. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, and all, all you're going to be doing is screwing up your hunting property. <laughs> you're right.
2: Yeah, you not only don't have any luck, you're just messing yourself up for your next trip. You'd you be know? a lot better
1: off in a bad wind to stay home. And just, you know, just stay home and tune up your bow or do something. Don't go out there and spook your deer or your honey hole out. Wait for the perfect wind. Wait for the perfect time. And I want to tell you, getting in and out of your stand is so important to be able to do that undetected by deer. I mean, it's just as important as the food plot or the water hole or whatever else. If you make a pathway to your ladder stand or whatever you're going to do out there, that you can get slip in and out uh, without being detected, you're way ahead of the game.
3: Absolutely. Well,
7: that's Absolutely. a good point gotta, right there, and that, I I think most of the time, guys, when when they in the tree in the afternoon and it gets dark, mm-hmm. and well, they forget about well, the deer, you know, they, they can't see me now or whatever, but yeah. they flat can hear you <laughs> making all kind of racket coming out of that tree, and uh, you liable to mess it up, you know. He messed that old buck up one time. He ain't coming back. So be careful exiting the stands in the afternoon.
1: And that's another case I want to uh, mention about getting down out of a stand on a food plot that's full of does. You're just spooking everything. Now, it would be a lot better if you hunt a trail going to the food plot because the deer pass by. And when you get down, they probably over there in the food plot and they're going to see you if you, you know, 100 yards away. And you're going to see the deer that passing by during the daylight and uh, even have a better chance at a buck because the buck's hang, going to hang around out in the woods away from that food plot till it gets dark and maybe way after dark before he feels comfortable in there.
3: Yep. Most of my food plots, uh, Alan, I got them set up where if it's got a shooting house on it, my shooting house is back, either back off the plot. Mm hmm. Or i got it in the corner of a plot where when I exit or somebody exits that shooting house, they actually walk a little trail in the woods and and get out of there. And, you know, many times I've gotten in and come out of a, out of a shooting house and not yeah. speak to a single deer out in the food plot.
1: Absolutely. I've even used big rolls of hay to make a pathway Anything. in front so the deer can't see you going in or out. You know, old construction hay or something, some farmers throwing away or is rotting in the field. Go get it, and make you a wall,
2: man. Hey, b- before right. we go, I want I want to say this, and we got to the, the dear knowledge of these two guys we've been talking to is just insane. <laughs> and uh, but what you know, kind of what I got out of what they were saying is this attention to detail. Yep. You know, bow hunting and especially, especially bow hunting, Absolutely. and man, it, it Absolutely. just goes a long ways.
1: We done run out of time, y'all. Thank you so much for being on today.
7: Hey, y'all. Well, thank y'all. And, uh, take and, care. and everybody have be successful this year.
1: Thank you, Eddie. Thank yep, you, Jay. Sure. Appreciate y'all. And we'll be back next week. In the meantime, take the time to go out and enjoy God's creation.